My friend, your role as a father is critical. You are so important. Three nuggets that hit me from my conversation with Jay today are one, to serve those in your care, you must first love yourself. Two, the difference between knowledge and wisdom. And three, the power you will feel as a man is significant when you know your family depends on you. Welcome to Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where I interview incredible fathers gaining wisdom from their stories for you and I to grow in our craft. I'm your guide, Ned Shout, father to five kiddos, currently ages 11 to 17, and husband to my rad wife, Sarah, working on our 20th year of marriage. So yep, I'm in the thick of it, and I am working daily to rebel against the low expectations for fathers and create a world where fathers know who they are as they show up for the families. You and I have the greatest opportunity to impact our world through the way we embrace our fatherhood role. This episode is brought to you by The Adventure of Fatherhood, helping men discover their powerful fatherhood role and build their fatherhood skills. The role of the father is to serve, guide, provide, protect, and of course, find joy and have fun in the messiness of it all. Today's guest is my friend, Jay Morris. I learned so much during our conversation. Enjoy meeting my friend, Jay. All right, Jay Morris, my friend, welcome to Fatherhood Field Notes, bro. I'm excited for this. How are you today? I'm doing great, Ned. Hey, thank you for the invitation, bro. It's been a long time. I know we tried to hook up a few different times and you're a busy guy. I'm a busy guy, but man, God makes it work every time. Perfect time. Yeah, that's right. It's all in the timing. And I've heard you speak. I think I was mentioning to you maybe six, seven, eight months ago when I was in the weekly Zoom calls for superhuman fathers. And I just remember you bringing this level of passion while also deeply connected to an identity and faith and just found it very encouraging to bring that level of I am a man with confidence. And it didn't feel like a lot of ego. It just felt I know who I am. Where does that conviction of knowing who you are come from? Bro, it's only been in the last couple of years, man. I've been an entrepreneur for 27 years. I've been married for 25 years. I got three children, a 20-year-old daughter and 14-year-old son and a 13-year-old son. And I live a good life, man. I'm, I've been blessed, man. I started selling fruit on the side of a road with $50 I was scared to invest. And I made that decision to take that chance and I flipped it to 150 And then I took that money. Maybe I should just take it and run. 150 is a lot. That was back in the 90s. And I did and I flipped it again and turned it to 500 And then I just ended up just keep on flipping. And that's how mm. I got introduced into becoming an entrepreneur. And then from there, I just invested in the franchise sub shops and different types of businesses, hair salons, tattoo studios, you name it, man. I was always just hustling. And my biggest thing was always being like, I want to be super successful. I want to be rich. I want to be a millionaire. And I got to a point in my life where we're about 45 years old. I'm so pumped that you found where you wanted to go at 40. You beat yeah. me by five years, dude. But that's amazing because I was broken, dude. I'm sitting in a hot tub. This is where everything happened to me. I'm saying, again, I'm not coming from an ego point. I just got people have to understand this because they believe if I just had more money, I would be happier. If you don't have yourself, if you don't love yourself, you have nothing. If you can't love yourself at the highest level, you can't serve your family. You can't serve anyone. And I think it's very amazing. When I was in this hot tub, I'm sitting there and I'm in a 5,000 square foot gym that I built for my kids, wrestling mats, basketball court, trampoline. I'm on an 80 acre farm. I have rental properties. Things are going good. Got oil and gas stuff going on. I've really worked hard. I'm 45 years old. And I'm thinking to myself, if God would just take my life right now, I'd be fine with that. 
I don't care if my kids would cry. They're big boys, big girls. I'll figure it out. I never thought about committing suicide. When I was a little kid around three years old, up to about 14, I had these voices in my head that would say to turn things off and on, switches, touch certain things, clear my voice. And if I didn't do these things, I would die. My parents would die. And so I was compelled to have to shut a door after coming home from school. All I want to do was go skateboard and I would go down the street a mile and it would say, turn back around or your family will die or you will die. Shut the door again. And then I would shut it. And then this would be hours, dude. I never got the skateboard. I broke myself. And I got to a point when I was 14 years old and this was happening every day of my life. I couldn't look at the colors red. I couldn't open a page in school to anything that had a six because I was just religiously, I think, wired Mm. that 666. I really believe that my parents let me watch Exorcist when I was like six. I think it generationally something happened. I can't figure it out, but I just know I was inflicted hardcore. And so what happened was I got to a point in my life at 14, I indirectly committed suicide and indirectly murdered my family thousands of times because this voice would come back into my heart, my soul, scare me and say, if you don't do it, this is going to happen. I said, go do it then. I'm done. And I broke that curse over and over to the point where it scared me so much to the point that hardened me so much that I legitimately committed suicide thousands of times indirectly because I thought, really, I'm going to die. But it never happened. And it would always say, next time. And I just finally broke that curse over many years. But the reason why I say that is, man, I don't know if that had something to do with me being in that hot tub that day when I'm looking at my kids' trophies around the country. They're state champion wrestlers. And I'm like, I got such a good life, but I could care less if I live or die. If there's a lightning bolt that would strike me dead right now, bring it on, God. If I'm going to get on a car wreck head on, bring it on. I'm not going to commit suicide. Yeah. So how many years ago is it? How old are you today? I'm 47. Okay, so this is just a couple years ago. And so when you have that feeling of I've made it, but it's not providing me the fulfillment that most people think that they would have with financial and success, what changed for you? And another question in that is, were you a believer at that time? Because you said you're in a hot tub having a conversation with God. So what shifted for you in that moment? Or what did you do about it? Yeah, man. I was a believer for 15 years before that. Like me and my wife, that's a whole nother story. Like I said, we could have a pot. We could do many sessions with marriage and divorce and crazy stuff. But me and my wife, I had some really bad things happen 10 years into our marriage. And that's where I found God. And Mm. so this is 15 years later, I'm still in the hot tub. And a lot of it had to do with that thing with the divorce. My wife had an affair on me and it broke my heart and she wanted forgiveness. And it took me 16 years to finally figure it out, even up to about six months ago to where I didn't realize. And another whole podcast is just victim mentality of a man. And I didn't realize I was suffering with that, man. I had this brokenness of me, but I wasn't showing up as a man. But to answer your question, man, is like, what happened was I had Jesus, but I didn't love myself, bro. Think about this, dude. The two greatest commandments in the New Testament, Jesus says, love God with all your heart, all your might, all your soul, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Dude, I did not love myself. I wasn't good enough. Nothing was good enough. I would buy a fourplex apartment building and I would even tell my wife, so what? Like, she's not gonna be proud of that. I always wanted a Rolex. I never did because I was never good enough, dude. And I got to a point where I I was on a phone call with Bradley and Sean Pollard from the Andy Elliott group. I don't know if you know Mm -hmm. Sean. He just talked about being an elite father, showing up for your kids. Why are you just such a piece of crap father and husband? Where are you as a man? There's an elite version of you. And man, it broke me. And I contacted him and then I got with Andy Elliott and just threw me through the ringer and I got some really one-on-one time, amazing. And I started looking at myself from the inside side out. And I realized, man, I didn't have self-love, bro. And you cannot fulfill God's destiny for your life because here's the deal. Would I have died for my kids? Absolutely. You know, would I have died for my wife? Absolutely. But guess what? I only love my 
myself at 50%. You know what? I was showing up in the household, 50%. I was showing up as a man with an attitude of gratitude, 50%. I thought it was 100. I thought it was doing good. So how'd you make the shift to love yourself? Because what I was going to ask you is two things. Because at the beginning, you said something about serve yourself. You can't serve those around you unless you serve yourself, which I assume is tied to loving yourself. So what are some action steps that men could take? Because we want to serve. We want to be good dads. We want to be good fathers, husbands. But I don't think we connect that to what Jesus said, that I need to love people as I love myself. Like, I can't go love others unless I first love myself. Talk to me about that. Yeah. For sure, dude. So here's the deal. You want a secret? Here's the secret. For all these men that are listening to this podcast today, this is the deal. The Bible says, and we always hear that. I heard it for 15 years. I didn't know what it meant. It says, walk like Jesus. We're like, oh, forgiveness, love. No, dude, take his three years of historical records we have. That's all we have. Not much. Dude, he walked in pain, suffering, and sacrifice. Pain, suffering, and sacrifice creates a man's mind to be so dangerous and so in tune with his character and the fruits of the spirit. So when he ends up dying to his flesh daily, which we're commanded to die to the flesh daily, how do you do this? Bro, get to the gym. No one wants to go mm-hmm. to the gym. It's physical fitness. Take care of the temple. No one wants to hit their macronutrition or their nutrition values because it's hard. You have to die to your flesh to walk away. Control that hand to mouth with that food. You're in a comfortable house and you got to get to the gym still or you got to just go down and get some burpees down. No one wants to serve themselves in that respect. And that is the love, the pain, suffering, and sacrifice to just harness this guy. I love this guy. Everything he is, body, mind, spirit, and all these things. Here's what's crazy, Ned, and I'm sure you've seen this on your journey. How much godly knowledge do we get, right? That nudge from God. How do we know it's from God? Normally, we don't want to do it. We go, we'll just put that off. Yeah. yeah. Right? You know what happens, dude? When we die to our flesh daily and we get to the gym, we die to our flesh and we put down that food we know that doesn't serve us and we go after the good stuff is that we now get wisdom. God says, mm. we're trusted with little. I'll give you much more. People don't get this. He's trusting you with a little bit. Can you just take care of your body? Can you die to your flesh just to take care of you? Which if you do this, you're going to be amazing and you're going to see some things that I can't even show you because I can't trust you with anything. You can't even take control of your damn life. And right. so here's the deal, dude. Mm. When you start listening to the knowledge and applying the knowledge, application works, right? Works. Faith with works is honored. Faith without works is dead. That's why we're walking dead. I go to church. I do all these things. Good for you. I don't see any fruit in your life. I don't see anything of results. You're a fraud. You go to church and cover up. So Mm. the wisdom comes from doing the work. Self-preservation key. Mm, I love it, dude. Taking responsibility for what you do have, your mind, your body, your soul, and how many of us are copying out. Like you said, I'm a 50% dad, I'm a 50% employee or business owner or husband, because I'm not engaging in the very simple thing that God entrusted me with, which is myself, my body. Okay, so if I do not love myself, okay, so go to the gym, pay attention to food, anything else that you would suggest as steps, and I'm going to jump into some fatherhood questions. Yeah, man, you got to totally re-brainwash your mind. I love that word, brainwash, dude. People are like, oh, brainwash, that's a cult thing. Dude, listen, no. Our subconscious is so wired to believe everything else everyone else wants us to believe and hear and feel. And we don't even realize we need a personal relationship with us. So that personal relationship with us now, see, I believe this. I believe that the first commandment says, love God with all your heart, all your might, all your soul, and then love your neighbors, you'll love yourself. For me, it was almost backward. It's I had to love myself first. And then I started getting broke down that God showed me how much he loved me. 
And now yeah. I love God in a different way of the 15 years I served at the church. I didn't miss a Sunday. I didn't miss a Wednesday night Bible study. Yeah. I ain't saying I went to church, bro. I am putting it in. And let me tell you something. I don't care if you're putting it in or not. You could be going to church. And if you're a fraud, you're a fraud. Because I can tell a man, and, and even Jesus says, I know a man by his fruit. And what is his fruit, dude? Like his fruit is everything. It's going to be spiritual growth. It's going to be physical, mental. It's going to be everything. It's going to be the actual body, mind, and spirit. And man, it took me a long time to figure this out, dude. A long time. But this is the golden nugget men are looking for. And But they don't want to put in the massive action in the work. They don't want to take this mind and brainwash it to start listening to some books that will serve them. They'll listen to them and it will motivate them, but they won't apply them again. So they're listening, turns into entertainment, but application turns into education and results. So there's a whole bunch of things, dude. Yeah, talk to me about this for a second because I've been toying with thinking about this. There's so much content out there. And the amount of content of what greens should I take? What protein should I take? What's the best way to be a leader? Oh my gosh, like just anything you want. There's a thousand podcasts like this, a thousand blogs, a thousand books. We are so obsessed with, I believe this about that or I know this about this protein or whatever. What's the difference in your mind from belief and content to taking action? right? We're talking about two different things. Now, if I want to know about fitness and nutrition, I'm going to physically see that Jay is in a place where I want him to coach me because the way he looks and it's consistent, right? Where you might look at another coach who's, oh, let me tell you about this. And they're fat and they're not disciplined. Pastor's a great example. I can't stand seeing an overweight pastor. Are you joking me right now? How are we talking about discipline? So with that in mind, what's your thoughts around content and action? Yeah. Again, man, I'm going to always go back to the Bible. Faith without works is dead. Okay. We have all the faith in the world, dude. We have the internet, dude. We have so many great things. We have all these solutions to problems. Why are men not still getting results? It's because they don't have another man in their corner. Like for what I do, Mm. I'm a mindset coach. I'm not a fitness coach. Listen, muscles, weight loss, they're all free byproduct. The money, if I teach you some business things, they're all free byproducts of loving yourself the highest level and getting a mindset that's so dangerous that hooks up with the heart and the soul and the spirit and you start seeing like you've never seen before. So that's why I mentor. Listen, everyone's got all the information. They just don't know where to start. They don't know how to stay accountable. They don't know how to create good habits. They don't know how to rewire their mind to start thinking and being totally different. And so that's what I do with Morris Mindset with my company is that I really believe I got a shirt on that says mindset's everything because it is. You believe the power of life and death is at the tip of our tongue. As a man thinketh, he actually can become. And what way are people and men talking to themselves? How do they think about Mm. themselves? No wonder they never get any results. It doesn't matter how much knowledge you have. You need Uh, wisdom. Dude, there you go. Okay, keep going, keep going. Yeah, you need wisdom. It doesn't matter how much knowledge you have. You need wisdom that comes from doing the work. And then God says, good, I can give you more information because I can trust you with much more now. And we build and we get bigger. Because listen, Ned, myself, you included every man. If God gave us everything right now that we wanted, we would implode. You would not be able to handle the next level podcast until you figure out how to do this one. Maybe it's something in your family. Maybe it's something with your health, fitness. I don't know. But there's something that if you really truly wanted everything that God had for you, there's something you're going to miss as a man because you haven't put in the action yet. But see, you're a man and I know I'm a man that we put in the action because we realize, and maybe you didn't realize this until now, dude, that like every time you put in action, you're getting godly wisdom, bro. Yeah, and God's yeah. trusting you with much more, dude. Like men don't understand this because I call this drive-through mentality. I get to order it now. 
I get to go around the corner and I get the dopamine spike because I got my food. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. what people 100%. think success is, relationships is. They think that's how their wives and marriages should be. And they don't want to put any massive action into any of it, bro. And if not, you will be hammered. And I so showed them how to do this. Okay, so here's what I'm getting. This is what you're teaching me right now. Okay, so I wrote down knowledge versus wisdom. Okay, knowledge is tree of knowledge of good and evil. It's more, do I know more than you? Am I better than you? I feel like knowledge can go a lot into just, do I know the right things, especially in our culture? Do I know and believe the right things? Where wisdom takes a different mindset of not an ego mindset of a, I need to love myself so that I can love others, but it requires me to do the work, right? It's less about what I I say it's more about what I do because people are going to follow what I do, not what I say. And that's where the wisdom comes from. But you can't have the wisdom unless you love yourself. You won't do the work unless you love yourself. Fathers, quick interruption here. Do you struggle with the sense that you are not stepping into the fullness of your role as a father? Do you regularly wrestle with feeling inadequate as a father? I would love to connect and encourage you over a one-on-one Zoom call. You can grab a time with me at www.rebelandcreate.com forward slash connect. Take a few minutes to talk life, fatherhood, and I will share several resources that will support you on your adventure of fatherhood. Now back to the conversation. Absolutely. And here's the deal too, man. The false evidence is appearing to be real. I I love that from Grant Cardone. I I read that book, The 10X Rule, 14 times in a row. It took me two and a half months to do it because I figured the name of the book's 10X Rule. And so what am I going to 10X in my life? I probably should 10X the book first. End up doing it 14 times. Brainwash myself with the book. You know why? Because it's got knowledge and wisdom I needed in there. But anyways, the deal is, dude, is you got to be willing to do the work and take the chance. Even the knowledge comes in, right? Maybe it's the wrong decision, but you believe it's the right, okay? And you might step into a little bit of darkness. You might not be in the right track, but guess what? God's going to show you something because your faith is honorable. God's going to guide and direct you. You don't understand. Do you know why you're such an awesome? Because you are made of darkness. Your darkness Mm. is what created you to become light. Without darkness, mistakes, without losing, we will never be successful in life. Listen, every massive failure, massive action, every great man in this world, every great invention only came from massive action and loss the solution to the loss, to the darkness, and they created light, just like the light bulb. Like the light bulb, it was dark until it was created, but thousands of just, it didn't work, okay? And it was massive failure that led to the most amazing invention we have. And, And not only that, imagine the light bulb when it first lit, Dude, yeah. he's got a, he's, listen, he's got two candles right next to him and it lit and it went out like this because he didn't realize that the, all the oxidization of our oxygen is corroding. And then we needed a bulb over the light. Okay. So imagine thinking you solved the problem. You're like, it lit. And then it goes out and you're like, oh my gosh, my invention candles are better than my invention still. And that's what we go through as men. What makes me different than most people. I'm not the savviest business guy. I'm not the richest business guy. I'm not like saying I got all figured out. But one thing I can tell you, dude, I never give up. I Mm -hmm. always move forward. And that's what greatness looks like, dude. Because if you move forward, God's going to give you what you can handle. But so many people miss the calling because they're not willing to step out in faith because fear. So good. So good. Dude, I love it. Okay. I'm going to ask you a few questions. You answered a few of them. You've been married 25 years. Congratulations. What a gift to the world. Awesome. Three kiddos. Where do you guys live as a family? We live in the Pittsburgh area, Pennsylvania. Okay. And then you mentioned it. Love it. Okay. Tell me something unique about your farm or that you love about your farm. 
Uh, it's just amazing, man. It's a God's blessing. It's something that I envisioned that I, one day I would have 40 acre farm mm-hmm. and it ha- had to have a pond on it. And then one day, man, we were just looking at property and we thought we found a 40 acre farm, which we did. And the, the guy was going to sell it to us. And then her grandmother said, I want you guys to come up and live on the farm here. And I want you guys to take it over. And it had a pond on it and it was 80 wow. acres. It was double. And that's a whole nother story in itself. That got messy because there's some other people involved. But yeah, dude, it's a blessing because I look out there and I, I know we have an 80 acre farm, dude. We're going to be doing some things what you just said that part of your company you're with that does the masterminds yeah we're doing that here dude or it's the same thing nick alfano with the program i went to the program man i don't know if you went through that program but it was good Mm -hmm. saw the vision i was with superhuman fathers with kyle taking the new guys that just graduated 100 days they thought they were going to come and get some kind of reward and get some kind of honorable things dude we messed them up with the mindset of realizing who they are as men and they we broke them dude to realize what they truly were there for they thought again muscles weight loss no dude we broke them and that's what i want to use this farm for i want to break men i have an actual graveyard on my property and i want to walk these men through this graveyard when they come through all around the country and i want to walk them through and let them realize that this is where they're going to bury their old self bro and this new guy three days from now you're going to come back and you're going to be born again you're going to be reborn you're going to either find jesus maybe you won't but you're going to find you and from there we can find jesus yeah ah dude i love it yes beautiful okay so you explain a little bit about what you do for a living and to provide for the family let me ask this question you have three kids when did you embrace fatherhood you're 47 now you were 27 when you had your first kid at what point did you embrace fatherhood and go this role of mine matters Yeah, man. I would say that the moment I told my wife around that age, we're not having kids until I become a millionaire. And I would remember walking up the steps of our house and I said, now when I become a millionaire is when we'll have kids. And I just remember, and I didn't fall yet with my marriage. I didn't really find God. I grew up Catholic. So I had some intuition of God. I was kind of religious, but I went to that place where something hit me, which is God, Holy Spirit hit me even then. And he said, so you believe life, something, a gift that would just totally change your life. You're basing it on a million dollars. Is that it? Hmm. And I remember the next day I looked at my wife and said, you ready to have kids? Let's go. And I just remember just feeling this. I want to be a dad. This is going to be so great. It's going to motivate me. It's going to make me want to work harder. It's going to make me want to live for something more than just that's where it hit, man. Yeah. And then obviously you had that little girl and that's my 20 year old. And man, it's amazing when you start being selfless and start giving what happens to your life, man. It's like that when every walk of life, man, when you start giving yourself, paying it forward for some reason, the blessing of God comes on your life starts really just taking over, dude. It's epic. Love it. Now with that, what would you say the role of the father is? You made the comment about, can God trust me with my mouth and with my body, essentially? And now he's entrusting you with life itself. He's giving you a kid. With that, what is the role of the father? As a father, for me, it's making sure that everything that I went through, all my life of hardness, look at how my parents raised me, let me watch horror films and all this. Mm-hmm. I need to protect my kids' soul. They're like, I'm looking at your eyes right now, bro. Now, we, I don't, we don't have a great connection, but if I, if we were face to face, and I want you to do this with your wife. I, this happened to me. It just, it blew my mind, bro. I got to speak about it the last day. And do you have a soul inside yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't, I looked at people as just a man. I can see a little boy inside of you yeah. that, 
that makes me love you, like you, and know you like I've never known you before because I can connect and have a connection with you in those eyes of yours. And so it's so important to realize my kids wrestle at high level. You realize I just met my wife last week and I just met my two kids last week for the first time because I never looked into their soul and realized they really truly had one and saw the little child in my wife, the little girl that was been abused. I just looked at her as golly, this woman's such a pain in my butt someday. Like I didn't see her for everything she is, man. And I'm telling you, the connection of soul to soul, it's unbelievable. But as a father, I would say, man, we got to protect that soul. We need to raise our children up of just so much bull crap's going on in this world right now. Like kids are so confused. They don't know if they're boys, they're girls. It's really easy. Just look down. This isn't hard. Okay. And so it's really important to give your kids the wisdom that has been instilled in us for thousands of years. And biblically, man, honestly, I, I know it's weird for some men. And if men are listening to this right now and they're like, I don't know where to start, bro. Dude, put your hands on your kid and pray for them, man. Bless mm. them. Love them. Yeah. Ask God to show you what you need. And I'm telling you, the response from your family will be overwhelming. I'm not looking for people to come on here that are already saved or have a relationship with God. But I hope someone that's hit someone's heart so hardcore after this podcast, it changes your life forever. And they realize that for the first time they can pray with their children. And who cares? Get rid of your ego. Get rid of your pride. God won't stand for it. Pride comes before the damn fall. And that's why men and fathers are failing because they mm-hmm. came and pray with their own family because they're scared of what their kids and their wife's going to think blessing the food or having that time with their kids and wife at the end of the night, dude. It's, it just sickens me. Men need to raise up, man. Raise up. Yeah, man. We did a father-son event not that long ago. And part of one of the things I had men do was I gave them a reading with some questions. And so I had each of them go with their sons in the woods and go read this. And a dad pulled me aside later and he's, I've never read scripture with my son. Thank you for this moment. And now I get that in the moment, it's, it didn't require him to be as vulnerable because it's not like he came home from work and said, hey, it's Wednesday night. We're going to do a little family Bible study, which I get that is vulnerable. Because depend if your kid's 15, even now, I'm like, hey, it's family meeting night. And it could be like, oh, come on, dad, really? And I could take it personal and be like, fine, forget you guys. I'm trying to be a great dad. We're going to do it. And then you do that more and more. And you continue to knock down those dominoes. And before you know it, you start to see things come out in them because of the work you're doing. So I think your challenge to men of just do those hard things and don't take it personal. Don't be a baby about it when they don't want to do it because they probably won't. You're going to see fruit from it. So with that being said, you can respond however you want. But the next question I was going to ask you, which I think your response may have to do with fruit, is what have you learned about yourself in being a father? Listen, man, I can tell you, I can honestly tell you I failed as a father, even though no one would say this in my family. My friends would be like, everyone where I live in this area, like I am the guy that's the entrepreneur. Like we would love to have your life, but I know my potential. Mm. I know my laziness. I know my lies. I know my darkness. I'm truthful to myself, dude. I haven't showed up as a father forever, dude. It was just recently where I realized I was stuck. Like men are stuck. We're stuck because here's the deal. If you want to totally be dangerous as 
a great, amazing, elite, unstoppable father, bro, you must die to the flesh daily. You must get into physical fitness shape. This is where God speaks. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But what we put in our mouth, what we decide to create this temple to be, it causes the nine fruits of the spirit. We know it causes the love, peace, patience, meekness, self-control. Okay. That's what happens. You get the fruits of the spirit from tackling your life. Finally, for once, you take control Mm. of you. You start getting disciplined with you. You start loving you. You start beating your own flesh down, crucifying it daily, and you will get the wisdom you've been looking for, the love you've been looking for, and then that is going to off into your children. Your kids are going to scream and yell where you normally freak out. You're going to have this patience because Mm -hmm. you've had so much patience and self-control for yourself through this process of getting ripped, of, of eating the right foods that you start having control everywhere in your life. Love is raising up. Self-control is raising up. Everything in your life is raising up because you just realized, do the hard work, love yourself so you can love your neighbor. Second commandment, who's your neighbor? Your children and your wife. And everyone that you're going to come in contact, but we're missing this, Ned. We're missing this, bro. And this is why you see divorce rates skyrocketing. This is where you see when the kids leave the house, husband and wife or roommates, or they get divorced and they've yeah. never known each other. So sad. Disconnect, bro. And so a man must tackle himself. If you want to be a giver, become the best father, that superhero father, that superhero husband, you better put in the work. And here's the deal. If you don't, I believe the enemy will release us from this something around 60, 70 years old. And we're going to be there broken. Like I said, you're not going to know your wife. She's going to probably want a divorce. Your children may not love you or like you, or you're very disconnected. They could care less. They have their own life. And you're going to be a would have, could have, should have, did. Why Mm. didn't I change? And it's going to be a a freaking life sentence of regret. You rather be possibly incarcerated to live with that pain. Do it. I was as I was creeping on your Instagram reels, something you said that I thought was pretty cool that goes along with this. Talk about share what you shared about showing up to heaven and there's another person in the room. Share that. Yeah, for sure, man. And like I said, this comes from education, from books and stuff I read and a couple of people I really love. And it just resonates with me. And I really believe that we're going to get to heaven and we're going to be in in amazement. And I think we're going to see God. We're going to see Jesus. We're going to see the Holy Spirit thriving around, whatever it may be. But there's going to be this third person. We're going to be really like, whoa, what is that? And it's going to be your potential. It's going to be the man you never met. And it's going to be the person you could have become. Now, for me, I want to be able to go to heaven and I want to look at that guy and I'm going to know who he is. I know I'm not going to reach it possibly, but I'm going to have a feeling of connection of spirit going, I missed it. Dang it, man. That dude is amazing right there. That's me. But then there's going to be other men that are going to get there and they're going to have the first amazing, but it's going to be a a lot of regret. They're going to look at that Mm -hmm. man and God's going to say, that was you. I created you to go through those trials and tribulations, to go through all that bad stuff. And all you wanted to do was give up every day instead of walking in faith and going through the storms and having peace and joy that surpasses all understanding in the midst of your storms. I had a good prize for you. I had a good life for you. And there it is. And you're like, but I believe that's going to happen a little bit before in your 70s. I think every man's going to have that same kind of thing that's going to happen to them. And that's something that God gave to me. Personally, I didn't read it in a book. That's something that I really believe. That's what scared me at 45 years old, realizing, dude, this might be my last chance. If I don't deal with this and get this guy I know is in there, I can smell it, feel it, man. I can feel it, yeah. the regret, dude. And I know mm-hmm. every man feels it. 
they just don't understand how to start. They don't understand how do I get started, dude? That's where I came in and said, you know what? I'm starting a coaching company so I can pay it forward so I can show men the truth. This ain't about just getting muscles and business and all this, dude. This is going to be a totally mindset shift. And we need to show these men how to love themselves so they can go and start working on their families. And from there, they can become dangerous, go out in the world and make disciples. But they'll never do that unless they take care of themselves first, bro, ever. Love it. So this can lead to this question that I've been asking a little bit more often lately. You talk about this 65 to 70 year old man and that's say 20 years from now. Okay. What kind of grandfather do you want to be? So we talk about being a father and there's this emphasis on, yeah, I want to be a great dad. I want to be an elite dad. We we understand that. At least there's conceptually, but I think even further down the line, yes, the world would look different if dad stepped up. But what would the world look like if grandfather stepped up now with some life wisdom, with some extra time on their hands? So with that in mind, what type of grandfather are you going to be? You know what, dude? That's a great question. Never thought about it, but I already know the answer. And and honestly, I want to be the grandfather that broke the generational curses from all the other grandfathers that spoke so much death in their freaking life that said, I'm old. I'm old. No, dude, I want to be 70 years old and I want my, I want to be able to spar in a boxing match with my freaking grandkids and still maybe knock them out. I want to be able to grapple on a wrestling mat with my grandkids and still pin them. You know why? Because I just don't have this mindset that says we're getting old. So let me dig into that because why? It's not from my perspective of how you answered the question. It's not because I want to stay young forever and I just want to be able to beat them because that's ego. Why is it that you want to do that at 70 years old? To prove the point that the life and death is at the tip of the tongue. Watch what you say. As a man thinketh, he becomes. Every yeah. single person. I know older men that are 70s, dude. They're forced to be reckoned with. The guy I said, I yeah. want to become, I can talk to him and I know because they speak correctly. They mm. think correctly. So I want to show every person that I come in contact, I don't care what age you are, bro, how are you thinking? Do you have stinking thinking? And are you speaking like death in your life? Are you speaking life? And so I believe that there's a huge part of that. I want to be that guy that's 70 when that grandpa, how'd you do it? Because I believe what the word of God says. I don't think I'm old for there. I am not. I don't think and speak. Oh, all these things of death. And here's the deal, dude. I love science. Okay. I love science. That's proving the Bible correctly every day, saying about these different emotional vibrations. And I don't know if you've ever saw the chart of emotional vibration chart. It's Mm -mm. crazy, bro. Look at it, dude. There's 14 vibrations. And we know this by science. And the least one is shame. And shame is 20 vibration of emotional vibration. The top one is enlightenment, 700. Okay. Now, what's crazy is that if you go all the way up the list into eight of them, there's this one called pride. Right? Pride. Mm. And if you look at below it, the Bible says pride comes before the fall. Look at everything on that vibration chart proves the Bible to be 100% accurate with science that's now here to prove this just by hooking up different emotionals of how we feel when we're going through fear, fears under that, shame, guilt, apathy. And not only that, pride, what's above pride? Courage. Hmm. And you start vibrating, I think it's like 300. And so when you start vibrating, you're in alignment with who you're called to be. That that courage is, I'm breaking the mold. I got to do, I don't care. I'm going to break my ego, my pride. I'm going to take a stand. And then it says willingness. I'm listening to Ned. 
Ned's going to tell me some stuff and I'm going to be, that's willingness. And then I accept it. There's a challenge that acceptance goes to reason. That reason goes to shifts to love, joy, peace, and it keeps on vibrating up to enlightenment. Now, here's what's amazing. The earth vibrates at 778 to 777. God's number is 777. If an enlightenment and joy and peace and, and all that gets us to enlightenment, that's how we're in harmony with God. That's why our prayer life, that's why miracles happen. We don't realize this, but look at science back to Science just backs up the Bible to be correct. And I think it's amazing. I don't know if we're getting off track here, but dude, this is what people are missing. They're missing this stuff. This is what I teach. And when people can start reflecting back and forth and go, oh my gosh, the Bible's thousands of years old. This was only came up in the last 10 years. Yeah. Who do you think's right? 3,000 years versus 10 years. Beautiful. Well, this leads to this podcast is fatherhood field notes. You're doing it, sharing your life with us, opening up your field notes. The mantra behind it is rebel and create. And as men, we have a fight in us, right? We want to go to war. So what's something that you're rebelling against, but not just to be destructive? What do you hope to create in its place? So it could be as something as simple as I rebel against having my phone at the dinner table so that I can create family connection to rebelling against something large scale societal. When you hear those words, what's something you are rebelling? rebelling against and what do you hope to create from it? Every day, again, I think this is universal. I need as a man to rebel against laziness and procrastination. And I need to get away from negotiation. Because when I negotiate with myself, that is getting to that point where why am I negotiating with something? Well, that's because that is that knowledge we were talking about is something you don't want to do because it's coming probably from God. And so that knowledge now becomes negotiation negotiation becomes procrastination, which is a dead stop. And that's cancer for success in your life. And then that laziness leads us back to our own vomit mm. to be foolish again, to create all the things we keep on continuously doing year after year. And so I need to break laziness daily. You think I want to go to the gym every day? You think I wake up and want to eat the correct food every day? No, dude, I die to my flesh and I crush that laziness, that old man every day. I got this guy up here that's saying, good job. Just take a day off. Oh, you're good. You just mm. whatever. And I got this guy going, bro, times of the essence. Men depend on you. Your family depend on you. Your kids depend on you. Pay it forward. Don't take a break. You've been taking a break for so many years. This isn't the time. Never break. And so here's the deal, Ned. If you don't master your life as a man, someone or something will master it for you. Yeah. Period. And you see this over and over again in this world. There, we're mastering, dude, but we're mastering a lot of the wrong things. And you can yeah. see it because men are not men like they used to be or should be. Yeah. As you say these words, this kind of brings it full circle before my final question. You're talking about these two sources, one on each shoulder speaking to you. And then you led into this conviction and belief that you, Jay, have that my family, men, depend on me. And if you go back to that 45-year-old version of yourself, I think a lot of men find themselves there where people depend on me, but they'd probably be better off without me, right? I think a lot of men are walking around like they depend on me for a paycheck and, and whatnot, but they'd be better off without me. And it breaks my heart that men are not stepping into their true identity where their wife does need them. Their kids do need them, but because they haven't been showing up, the wife and the kids and other men have learned not to need that, but they're missing out. And I love this Bible verse, dude, where there is no vision, the people perish. If I don't have vision for my life, then I perish and I'm a fat piece of shit. No. Everyone around you perishes. 
right? Because if you don't have the vision, the people around you perish. What comes to mind for you on that? If men had a conviction that Jay has, which goes back to your mindset, that people depend on you, like literally people depend on you to show up and do the work. What comes to mind? What comes up for you? Yeah, dude, I can tell you through this whole last two years, when I legitimately chased myself down, I went to war with myself. I started showing up for me to the point where I had to break my limited belief system. I really believed that my wife and kids really didn't need me. I'm just a paycheck, like you said, crazy. And I know 99.9% of every man believes their self-worth sucks. And here's one thing I can tell every man that's listening to this. You will never out-earn your self-worth and you'll never out-earn your self-image. You'll Mm. never be able to do it until you chase yourself down, start showing up for you. You will never be able to show up for anyone else in your life the way you need to show up. Mm. That's why your marriage is broken because you're not showing up for your wife because you're too blinded. You're blinded because the man in the mirror, you can't even look into the eyes. You yeah. can't even eat correctly. You can't self-control. You can't even be trusted with your own damn hand to your mouth. Yeah. And your life is falling apart because you're so undisciplined and you can't even do the small things. And so I would tell every single man, no, your value is so high as a man. You were placed here for a plan and a purpose. Like you have gifts, talents, and abilities that you have no clue. I see it in my own self. Two years ago, dude, most people say, you're doing really well. I get it, but I know me better. The men right now listening, what's in here? Oh, you're a fraud. Oh, you're not showing up. Yeah. And let me tell you something, until you get your crap together, until you go to war, I'm talking go to war with yourself past the test days of the days that you don't want to do something. But if it serves you, serve someone else or your family, it's the nudge to do it. And from there, that knowledge that creates into wisdom that makes a man dangerous to start serving himself and his family at a level he can't even fathom. We're talking breaking generational freaking curses. We're talking about providing financially, physically, emotionally, spiritually in a household that no man can even fathom because it's called faith. And faith, when it is honored with the works you do, you create miracles in your life. People don't get this because they want it now. And if they don't get it now, they quit. Yeah. And you guys are quitting on your families. You got you guys are freaking quitting on everything that God's given you and you're trashing your body, you're trashing your wife, you're trashing your children and you're not showing up. Period. And you're a victim mentality person and you believe that it's all their fault or the world's fault. No, it's your fault. Yeah, take responsibility. Yeah, start showing up for yourself. Go from the darkness and start looking at the light because that's the Mm. deal, dude. We're dark and darkness is okay. But let me tell you something. The darkness is what needs to push us towards the light. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the deal, man. But limited beliefs in a man, I'm not worth it. You're being lied to. That's deception. That's what the enemy does. Jay, dude, beautiful, man. This leads to my last question. It's a legacy question, similar to the grandfather question. But imagine now, 20, 30 years from now, you are standing out in a street. You're peering through windows into homes and, and it's your kids' homes. What is it that you see being played out in those homes where you're just like, in light, you hit that 777. You're just like, okay, I did the work. What is it? What do you see being played out? Man, that almost brought me to tears, bro. I had to hold them back. You made me talk right there. Before the last 30 seconds, I would have been choked up. Man, I never thought about it, dude. You're like, you're giving me some really crazy questions and I love them, man. It makes me want to understand myself more and grow more. 
I would just love to see if I was looking, my kids is in their window and I'm looking through, I envision just everyone gathering around and just talking and speaking. They're off their phones. They're not disconnected. Yeah. They're giving each other praises. They're talking about their day. Mm. They're crying about bad things, but they're getting prayed for. We're going through this brutal battle of life. But in this home, I'm looking through, I see that there's the unity that I see God's creation, which is my family and my children, or even other people's families and children. And they are just communing. They're in a community together and you can see the light. You can feel yeah. it. And it makes you want to cry because you know that they're coming from a special place where they get it and they're not being consumed by the world's bull crap. Yeah, yeah. One more generation that actually got a chance to survive through this craziness we're going through. And that would be my legacy, man, to see that. Yeah, something you said, uh, I want to bring up two things as we wrap here. You said, I want to see them praise each other. And as you were talking, I'm just thinking about that word to be able to have a sibling praise another sibling or your daughter praise her husband or your daughter praise her kids. That is a person who has killed the ego. They're not using manipulation. If I can praise you, I'm in it with you. I fully see you. And that leads to the other word you said of unity. So I like to pick up those little things that come out of somebody because I've never heard that word used before in that context. And then it makes me ask myself, like, am I praising people around me? Now I might worship some people and that's not what I'm looking for. I might love some people with a little bit of manipulation because I'm looking for something. But in what areas of my life am I praising people? So thank you for that gift. And then I just love what you saw, bro. And lastly, keep doing what you're doing. The way that you're showing up open, honest, transparent, vulnerable, sharing your life. Also, we heard you, bro, for the last hour. You're confident, dude. Very confident, dude. But then with my question, you said that question made me want to understand myself even more. And I loved hearing that because you're like, dude, this guy, 47, he's got it together. He's teaching other men and he's open to learning. And that's the man who doesn't think he's reached the knowledge. He's still pursuing wisdom. So, dude, keep being that man. Yeah, let me tell you something, man. Every single day, if you're a man that's listening to this podcast right now, dude, I meet a new me. I swear mm. to God, every single <laughs> that's cool. day. And people yeah. go, how is that possible? That's what I show men to do. I show people how to construct their entire life, that they have tests every day. And these are the things every day you might not want to do. And they might be a repetitious thing, but you have to understand that every day I want to do something that I don't want to do, which creates the next character of man and discipline in me. And I know, man, I've never met that guy because that guy always throws the towel in. That guy just says, or makes an excuse not to show up to the gym or not be able to do this or that or whatever it may be, every day you have a challenge in front of you and most people are missing this test day and they're never developing the man they're supposed to become. So mm. every day, man, like even today, I met a new me. This is my first podcast. Yeah. I'm like, I'm excited at the same time. You get, oh, I'm nervous, whatever, but it doesn't matter because I'm like, dude, I'm called. And I want to make sure that every man, it's not by accident if you get on this podcast. It's not accident that you're hearing words on this podcast that's like doing something to this mind and this heart and this soul. You are called. Every man that resonates to a specific point in their life are being called. The question is, are you going to answer the call or are you going to miss the calling? And let yeah. me tell you something. 
the gates of heaven are very narrow and few find it. So when you hear things like this and you hear a podcast like this, start putting it into action because you're being called. And it says the gates of hell are very wide and most travel that easy path. And pain, suffering, and sacrifice Walk like Jesus, die to your flesh daily, learn how to love yourself, fulfill the second commandment, fulfill the first commandment. And those two things will make you unstoppable. Guys, you're being called. Don't take this podcast and go, wow, what a great motivational. This ain't motivational. This is reality. Wake the freak up and start moving. Love it. All right, Jay, where can people find you, hear more your voice, hear more your passion? Yeah, man. So everything, Instagram, Morris Mindset, M-O-R-I-S Mindset, M-I-N-D-S-E-T. And then our website, we have a lot of free products, man. Awesome products to get you started for free on morrismindset.com. Facebook, Morris Mindset. And then follow me if you want to just follow because I do a lot of different things as far as my Facebook. It's Gilbert J. Morris at G-I-L-B-E-R-T-J-A-Y-M-O-R-I-S. And that's where I just, it's my page. But yeah, man, anyone that needs to reach out to me, let's get on a, let's get on a call. I'm always open. That's all I do, man. I love talking to men. You don't need to join Morris Mindset. I've had many calls that are just life-changing calls for men. They just needed to hear another man's voice, confess some things. And I'm telling you, I get the calls back and I get the DMs back. Thank you for that 30 minute Zoom call. We did. I'm open to that. I don't need anything from you. I just need you to realize, man, I'm called. Yes. Dude, brother, thank you. I look forward to continuing just to hear the passion, the conviction, the love, and see all that you do. Until next time, my friend. Thank you, Ned. I appreciate you, man. And and what you're doing, awesome, bro. Like life-changing, dude. Props to you. Props to you, bro. Keep it up. Mm -hmm. Thanks, man. Ah, what another incredible conversation. You know, what really hit me was this idea of wisdom. Wisdom really is learned. And and even as I've thought about it since Jay and I finished our conversation that God will give you knowledge, right? And, And call you in to take a step forward into taking some action. And the wisdom is formed and shaped and really becomes a part of you when you take action around that knowledge, right? To not be so consumed with just knowing more, but what am I doing with what I know? And that to my that, my friends, really leads me to go, that's transformation, right? We can become so disciplined um, because I know what to eat for breakfast. I know how to do this 10 minute meditation. I know to do these things, but, but what we're really looking for is transformation and transformation is a life of wisdom. It is that man that looks back at you in the mirror that you're proud of. That isn't just, you know, this fake it till you make it. Now, will we have to take action and do things? Yes. Uh, for them to become a part of us. Uh, but I just, that, that thinking through knowledge versus wisdom, I'm still wrestling with that and, and, uh, really love that part of our conversation. Now in, in this idea of wrestling with yourself, men, We must know who we are. That's why we're here. Like, who am I as a man? And this a big part of my my life, my role is is I'm a father. Okay. Now I believe the world would look and feel different if more men showed up in their identity as fathers to love, serve, guide, provide, and protect. And that's why I launched Adventure of Fatherhood. Um, So make sure to go check it out, adventureoffatherhood.com. I've got three online courses on there. If you're a brand new dad or if you're a dad who's just trying to 
to discover his role. And then I've got the 18-year roadmap, which is a 90-day course. So check that out. Uh, I've also got the Adventure of Fatherhood Children's book on there. If you know a new dad, grab that book for him to read with his kiddos. It's an incredible way for him to see his his identity. Um, All right. If this podcast, these conversations are valuable, please take 30 seconds and write a review. It helps spread the word that fatherhood matters. Thank you to all you dads out there listening to Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. What you do matters. Don't be like everybody else. Be yourself. That's who your kids, spouse, and community needs. This is your guide, Ned Shout. Together, let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in mastering the craft of fatherhood. I look forward to hanging out with you next time. Thank you.